Hello, my name is Michael Head, and this is the DFTW Podcast. I am so honored that you would take time to listen to this podcast. I believe that this episode is going to help you grow both mentally, spiritually, and physically. If I can do anything for you as you're listening to this, you need to reach out. You can see all my information in the description. And thanks again for listening. Hello and welcome back to the DFTW podcast. My name is Michael Ed and I have a ton to share with you today and also have missed the last two weeks of publishing a podcast and those that missed it. Thank you so much for those that are tuning in for the very first time. Welcome. Today is a great one to be a part of because you're going to find out exactly what God has been doing this past few months in me and my family's lives. So it is interesting that my plans are not God's plans. And I know for some of you that makes total sense. Like, yeah, obviously God's plans are better. And you're like, why wouldn't you think that? Well, (laughs) you're right. Why wouldn't I think that? It's because I'm a human and because I am made of flesh and I daily need Jesus to lead me. And he, he definitely does know what's best for us. And when we're able to open our hands and allow him into our lives, then we are able to really see and live in the peace that he has. So Erica and I, Erica's my wife. If you're just now tuning in, we've been married for 10 years this October and we have three kids and one on the way and just super exciting and just loving my family like crazy and everything that's going on. I was at a church in Houston for the last 14 years, Second Baptist Church, Houston, an amazing church, amazing people, and it was awesome. I mean, the different things that I was able to do there was incredible. I was able to lead uh, our student ministry at one of our campuses in Katy. I was also uh, tasked with a job that uh, was so fun to launch our online campus in 2017 and uh, just a lot of different things this this past season I was got to lead our college and young adult ministry and we called it movement because I truly believe and I still believe today that a movement is going to happen uh, outside of those walls right there in Houston Texas by those young adults and just so many great things were going on and absolutely enjoyed it and My wife and I knew that our time in Houston and serving there had been had been coming to a close. And we knew that pretty much whenever I was back from on site. And if you don't know what that means, you can go back and listen to some previous podcasts and kind of kind of hear about my journey. But we knew that uh, life was taking us in a different direction and uh, we didn't know what that looked like. And part of the healing process, we we knew that the next step would be for me to be leading in a different capacity. And so we were praying for a slower pace. We were praying for nature. This is my wife and I. We were praying for opportunities to preach and lead teams. We prayed about many different options. And so first of all, we prayed and discussed about planting a church. Yes, Michael planting a church. And we we really prayed hard about this. And we met with a lot of people and met with some different church planning organizations. And we, we felt, man, maybe we should plant a church outside of Texas. And as we went down that path, we quickly learned this was not uh, the, <laughs> the plan as some of these organizations were like, okay, so where are you going to plant? 
Where's your church going to be? Who's going to sponsor you? Where are you going to get your money? What's the name of your church? And all these questions. And my wife and I would be in these, these meetings and just be like, uh, we have no idea what this, what this looks like. And so we quickly learned that planting a church was not a good idea for the head family. And for those of you that do go into church planting or you're a part of a church plant, wow, you are amazing. God definitely is calling you to that. That is a special calling and I'm blown away by you. So keep doing that and anything I can do to help you in those processes, please let me know. Uh, you just keep getting it for the gospel. So we decided that church planting was not for us. And we in that moment, we decided to pray specifically of where God may place us because in the church planning process, they're like, where are you going to go? And we had no idea. And so my wife and I prayed separately and, and, and we had a plan. So let's come up with five different states that we felt we could go to. And number one on both of our list was Tennessee. And uh, <laughs> it's just, just absolutely crazy. Um, we, we, it, so her number one was Tennessee. My number one was Tennessee. And during that, we we then prayed kind of like, God, where do you want us to do and or where do you want us to to serve? And what does that look like? So I had always had the desire to be a lead pastor, um, a senior pastor. And so we started to go down that path and God opened many doors for us to have outstanding conversations with so many different churches and people. And as we would get kind of to the final three and multiple times, uh, God would continually close the doors. And those at times were crushing blows. Like I, I, whenever they would say, you know what, thank you so much. You made top three or you made top two. Uh, we're going to move on to somebody else. Thank you. And I was just like, man, what in the world? This happened, this happened three or four times. And I was just like, God, what are you doing? Like I, you know, my pride would come in like, seriously, who, who beat me? I want to know who these people are. And, uh, during that time of, of interviewing and, and, and talking to different churches about being a senior or lead pastor, I get a text from Jordan Easley. So Jordan Easley and I had kind of worked, uh, we worked at the same place. So Jordan worked at second Houston, uh, years ago, and we were both on uh, the same student ministry team globally. He he got to lead our Woodway campus, and I was leading our West campus along with a few others, Brian Mills and different people. I was actually in the junior high ministry, I think, when at the same time when Jordan was there. And so, uh, man, we got to lead together, and it was it was awesome. And and Jordan and I, we didn't really stay in touch, uh, but but we were you know, we text and, and retweet and say, Hey, to each other every now and then. But so out of, you know, Jordan, um, we had been kind of getting back in touch a little bit this past year and he texted me and Jordan easily is the lead pastor at first Baptist church, Cleveland. And he texts me and he says, Hey, I'm wondering if you know anybody who likes to do online ministry, who enjoys to preach, can start new campuses and lead teams. I said, well, I didn't say I texted back and I was like, man, let me, let me pray about it. And I will look forward to finding you someone who fits that. And I closed the text and I asked Erica, I said, Hey, do we know anybody that, uh, loves to preach, loves online ministry, can lead teams and even, uh, can, uh, start campuses eventually. And she goes, yeah, you, 
And I was like, me? Oh, and at that moment, I'm like, no, no way. There's no way that I'm going to go and do that. Um, we had already had uh, different things lined up to where I was a finalist at two other churches to be a senior pastor. And it was like, no, babe, there's got to be someone else. She, and she felt in her soul that, no, babe, this this is you. Uh, uh, so to, to make that whole process, um, quicker, we, we actually came to Tennessee and we visited Cleveland, Tennessee, and there was without a doubt this piece that we knew this was where we needed to go. Uh, I was actually on a run. I love to run. It's something that, um, I do just because it clears me up and it's fun. Yes, actually it is fun. And so I was on a run when we were visiting on our, on our visit here to Cleveland, Tennessee. And it was so clear that God was like, this is the path you need to go on. And I actually took a picture of that moment of, of God saying, no, this is it. This is where you need to go. And, uh, (laughs) so, uh, we decided that we would pull up our roots and everything that we had known for the past 14, 15 years well, actually longer than that for Erica, she grew up in Houston. She's, she's never been outside of Houston and head to Cleveland, Tennessee. I was so nervous about letting everybody know in Houston that I was leaving. Uh, that was, that was super hard because this church had helped see me through so many, uh, different hard times in my life. They actually, you know, helped walk me through, um, whenever I had, I hit burnout and they were able to give me some time, some space. And, you know, I just kind of had some guilt about letting them know, Hey, I'm, I'm leaving. And I was nervous about how people would respond and to really not to my surprise, because the people are amazing. I mean, these people are my family. These people are awesome in Houston and they were not surprised. So many times people said, I'm not surprised that, that you're going to do this. I'm not surprised that God is taking you on this journey. And so that's, that's what started to happen. Um, we, uh, started to make the transition and and in the transition, God continues to show us that we are doing the right thing. And, uh, Eric and I, what's crazy is we built our first house in 2013 together. And in 2013, we were like, man, this is going to be our home forever. And then we actually, decided five years later, let's sell our house and let's get out of debt. And so we did that. And so in July of 2019, we sold our house that we built and we used a lot of that we made on the house to help get us out of debt. And so we are renting and the rent started in July, 2019. Little did we know that in July of 2020, when the lease was up, we would be moving. So how crazy and awesome is that, that we didn't have to sell a house. We just had to get out of our rental that we were in and come to Tennessee <laughs> on the second day here in Tennessee. And there's a lot that went on. I mean, from, from moving out and saying goodbye to our family and all the tears and all the sadness, um, that was super hard to, to drive away. And whenever we ended up getting here, we were kind of living in a hotel for a few days. So our whole family, we got three kids, two dogs, uh, living in a hotel for a little bit on our second day of being here, we decided to go look at houses, not just three houses, eight houses. And we spent that day, that Tuesday looking at eight different houses. And it was a long day. I mean, you've got three kids that don't really care about looking at houses. And on the last house we pull up and I am just like, gross, 
this house on the outside looked disgusting. I was actually kind of frustrated. Like, really, what are we doing? This, this house is not for us. So we just kind of drag out of the car and we go inside and we, and we look at this house and it is amazing. Uh, Erica, I could just tell. And the kids even just felt like, yep, this is it. I remember my son, Ayler, who's six, he said, this is our house. This is our house. Uh, probably because it has a basement and our kids have never seen a basement and they thought that was the coolest thing in the world. Um, so the great thing is, is that that house is actually, hopefully as of right now, the house that we are going to end up living in. And that makes me amazingly happy because Erica loves it because this house is really where she will spend her time. This, this is what she makes her home and we're going to have people over and visit and all the things. And this is, she fell in love with it. It was God just saying, here you go. This is your new home. The home has been flipped, meaning nobody else has lived in it. Somebody had done a fantastic job flipping this house and making it absolutely beautiful. So it's kind of like we're getting a new house. And there's so many different things to where we continue to see God say, yes, this is the right decision. Yes, you did the right thing. Yes, you are following what I've said. I mean, affirmation after affirmation after affirmation. I continue to see that. I mean, just running here and just looking at the beauty of East Tennessee absolutely blows my mind. And again, if you go back to the very beginning, what Eric and I were praying for as we started a new chapter in our life, it was number one, we want a slower pace. And Cleveland, Tennessee is not a tiny town. There's people like, man, you live in the sticks now. And that's, that's not true. This is actually a pretty large community. It's not as big as Katy, Texas, but it is a large community. And the pace is a bit slower. And that's something we prayed for. Another thing we prayed for was nature. We are seeing nature all around us all the time. And we absolutely love it. Another thing we prayed for was for our family to find a place where they could plug in and serve in the church and find a school that is amazing. I mean, there's so many different prayers. And, and what did we pray for? We prayed for Tennessee. We prayed for Tennessee together. And I, I just want the, the point of this is, is really most of the time these podcasts are on different things of mental health and spiritual health. Today, I, I really want you to hear what I'm continuing to say is our plans are not his plans. Isaiah 55, eight says, my plans aren't your plans, nor are your ways, my ways. And we are seeing that over and over and over again. God knew this was not a surprise to him, even though it was to us from a simple text that Jordan sent me and, and, and Jordan's side of the story is just amazing. And we'll have him on and interview him soon. And the way that he said, man, I just put your name up on a board and I knew that you are our man because of the interruption that is happening in the world as far as uh, COVID-19 and all the different things. He knew that he had to take everything that's happening here and go outside of Cleveland and outside of Bradley County. And he wanted somebody who could do that. He wanted somebody who could shepherd the extended family is what we're calling it. And he, he, he had prayed about that. He'd put my name on a board. He texted me. I responded and my gut and my first fleshy response was no, because I want to be a senior or lead pastor. I want to be the one making the call. I want to do all those things. And, um, what I've learned and what I'm leaning into and what I'm trying to encourage others is this, 
is that we have got to have our hands open. Just imagine if, if I said no, or if I was like, man, I can't because I want to be the man or I want to lead in this way. I don't know. I, I don't know what that looks like, but here's my encouragement to everybody that is listening right now. If we think that what we are doing and the direction that we have our lives is the best, I'm telling you right now, I am living proof that when we are open and we're willing and we're listening and we're pausing and we're resting, we can hear God and we can follow him. And there is so much peace. The peace that I feel and that my wife and my family feel right now because we said yes to the Lord versus us being like, no, this is what I want is so, so good. So I don't know where you are today. I don't know where God has you. I don't even know where you're listening to this at, but I know that there are many people who your yes may be a very scary thing when God is asking you to do something because we truly could have stayed in the comfort of second Houston. We could have stayed where man, that it was just going to stay there the rest of our lives and, and live in that comfort and live in the the thought of, man, we're good. Everything's set up. We, we got a good life. We know all these people, our roots are deep and we could have stayed there. And would have been bad. It would not have been bad. It would have been. It would have been okay, but it wouldn't have been what God is asking us to do. So many times in my life, God has made it very clear that I need to listen to what He is asking me to do. And there are times when I didn't do it, and it was obvious. More of the times that I have listened and said yes has been such a blessing. And so, get out of the comfort. Lean into the uncomfort. Lean into where He is calling you. Lean into the times that. Man, this may really, really be uncomfortable for us. I mean, if you look in the Bible, how many times did those disciples and did the people that Jesus was asking to do live in comfort? How many times did they like, you know what, I'm just going to stay here and be comfortable? No, Jesus constantly was calling people to go. Jesus constantly was saying, this is where we need to go. Jesus was going into uncomfortable places. Why? Because he knew that that is what he needed to do. Am I saying that going to Cleveland, Tennessee is uncomfortable? I'm not. This is a beautiful place and God is all in this. The uncomfortable part was actually saying it's time for us to go. It's time to bring my kids somewhere else. It's time to to pull my wife away from her friends and her family that she loves so much. And the cool thing is that she was all in. She was more all in than I was all in. And that's another thing. You know, as as a husband, as as the spiritual leader, when my wife was a hundred percent in before I even was, I knew that this was the right thing to do. I knew it. There was no doubt about it. So you can take this a lot of different ways. This is me giving everybody who, who wants to know an update on my life and just want to say, thank you for listening. Thank you for all the prayers and the comments and all the great stuff that you guys have said for myself and my family. I've got a lot of great episodes coming up. We're going to be talking about service dogs. We're going to be talking with a friend, Rashawn Copeland. We're going to be talking with so many different people. I'm kind of going to be making a switch to be interview a few more people, as well as uh, some of the solo stuff that I've been doing the whole time. Also, if you could share this podcast, tell other people about it, put it on your Instagram, share it, share it, share it. Let's see how God continues to take this uh, little hobby and little dream that he put on my heart to continue to bless so many other people. And thank you for being here. Have an amazing day, an amazing night, an amazing morning, however you're listening to this. And we'll see you next time on the DFTW podcast.
Thank you so much for listening today. If this podcast brought you any value, it would mean so much to me if you could go and leave a five-star review and just in the description of it, what were your takeaways from this episode? And please remember, if I can do anything for you or for a loved one, for someone that you care about, please reach out. You can go to nextstepcoach.org. You can fill out the short application so that we can work together. It's a true investment in your life and an investment that will change the direction that you are headed. Thanks again.